This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on Old Dan. It's good to be back with you folks at this time, and we're always happy to have you listening, and we're always happy to hear from you, and uh, we're inviting you to write us, let us know, or call us, email us, and let us know what station you're listening over. Let me give you my email address. Maybe you don't have that. It's pastor at radiomissions.org. And then my website, radiomissions.org. And if you'd like, you write me, and I'll send you uh, all of that in the mail and uh, written. And maybe you can have it there by your Jim's Corner like I have here. And uh, we're looking at this study on blood redemption. Did you know that it's, it's only the blood that makes salvation possible. Oh, you say, uh, I've had folks write me once in a while. And they say, Mr. Trailblazer, old Trailblazer, I, I don't want your old bloody religion. I, I, I don't. I like to hear the smooth thing. Why don't you preach John 3.16? Why don't you preach on the love of God? Why don't you do that? Well, I do, my friend. I do. But I know one thing. Uh, unless a pen, an individual comes to see himself in need, he'll never turn to the Lord. Yeah, I can preach John three sixteen till my eyes turn black or blue and black and blue, whatever you want to call it. But if you never know or never see your need, are you are you are you needy this morning? Oh, I love to see needy people. You know, I I, I notice folks who are. Uh, who are uh, uh, beggars and bums on the road a lot of times, especially there in New Orleans when we were there. We had a storehouse for the needy, and we had folks come there, and 99% of them were, were uh, very, very easy to deal with because they were needy. They were hungry. They, were, they needed clothes. They needed shoes. They needed a, a biscuit or a piece of meat or something, and they were very easy and treated. Once they once they got into that condition, uh, they they were they they were easy to deal with. We had one gentleman there. He was had a little mental condition, a little mental problem, and uh, we knew that he was simple. And I asked him one day. I said, now, "Where you been? In jail? Because they oftentimes they're locked up for loitering on the street or or for begging, whatever." But I hadn't seen him in a week or two. And I asked him, I said, where you been? You been in jail? He said, no, but if they need me, I'll go. And I thought about that uh, oftentimes. In his simplistic uh, spirit, uh, he was even kind in that. He said, if they need me, I'll go. I thought about that. Are you? Have you ever seen yourself in need, my friend, like that man did? Oh, they came there and we fed them. Uh, twice a week on a regular basis, and then we always had a sandwich or a cup of coffee for them. And uh, it was it's one of the most gracious works. Now, I know we'd have some come there that acted like a horse is behind and get all rowdy if uh, if they didn't get quite. Some One man said he got tired of eating green beans. Well, that man wasn't needy. I had a man came to the bookstore one day, and me and the girl was there by ourselves, just she and I. And uh, this man come to the front door, and he said, Pastor, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You got anything for me to eat? And we didn't, you know, didn't keep anything at the bookstore. Just the storehouse was across the street. And the little little clerk, Brenda, said, uh, yeah, we, could, we have something. You may not. He said, it doesn't matter what it is. She went back in the back, and she brought him two cans of canned green beans, cold canned of green bean and a spoon 
And that man sat there on the steps of the bookstore and ate those two cans of string beans right out of the can. And I said, oh, if I could see sinners come to the Lord taking mercy. That was mercy. We didn't have anything else there. And uh, But as soon as we offered that to him, he was readily, readily accepted it. I wonder today or tonight, whenever I come here holding out mercy, are you ready to accept mercy from the Lord? Are you ready to have the blood shed on, spread over you, my friend, to wash away your sin? But we're looking today at what happened when the Lord found Adam after they had ran out of the had run out of the Garden of Eden, and uh, how, how did he reply uh, to the inquiry from God? God said, "Where art thou?" And the man said, uh, "How did this listen?" The man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Now, I want to tell you, my friend, are you blaming the other fellow? Are you blaming the old trailblazer for your not being saved? Are you, dreaming, are you, are you blaming Pastor Pendarvis here, First Baptist Church of Algiers, for not being saved? Or, or am, am, I, am I a hindrance to you getting saved? Am I? I, I don't think so. I may be. You may misunderstand a lot of things, but do you under, do you misunderstand the love that I bring you from the from the Lord Jesus Christ? I hold out grace to you, my friend. I hold out mercy to you. Surely I come here oftentimes, uh, thundering out the 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 warnings of the Lord, the threatenings of the Lord, the soul that sinneth it shall die. I thunder those things out because the Lord lays them on my heart. But my friend, do you? Do you get angry with me because of that? Adam said to the Lord, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me. The reply that he made only reveals the awful depths into which that man had fallen. Listen, listen. Adam said, I heard thy voice. I was afraid. I was naked. I hid myself. The woman thou gavest me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. This has always been, always has been, always will be the way of fallen man. Everyone, everyone and everything is blamed but himself. That's right. Everybody but self. Fallen man justifies himself before everybody uh, in everything he does. This reveals, this shows, this brings to light the wickedness of total depravity. The darkness, the wretchedness, the sinfulness of the human heart. Now let's just let's just get down to where we live. The old trailblazer is a simpleton. I'm a simple person. I don't preach over nobody's head. I'm not able to. I don't I can't put all those long words together and uh, I don't do homiletics and all of those. I don't know how to do all that. But my friend, I know this one thing that when the Lord begins to deal with a sinner it's all of mercy. It's all of grace. You don't deserve. You don't deserve mercy, my friend, and I don't either. No man ever come to this world deserving mercy. We are we are rebels against God. We are enmity enmity towards God, and we don't deserve anything but hell. That's all we deserve. That's all Adam deserved. And here was the Lord. The Lord had had seen him run out of the garden. Had witnessed him running out of the garden because he was saw himself naked when the glory of the Lord departed from him. And the Lord went on down there to the bushes where he was hidden. 
and entreated him. And his first thing he spouted off was, That woman which thou gavest me. That woman which thou gavest me, she gave me of the fruit of the tree, and I did eat. Oh, my friend, let me give you this, this, this fact. In the case of true Holy Spirit conviction, you will always find the reverse to be true. That is, Lord, I have sinned. When the Holy Spirit begins to deal with your heart, you quit blaming the other fella. You blame number one. Oh, number one, that's you. Self, you take the blame, my friend. Oh, but listen, it is I have sinned. I'm to blame. I'm the one who ought to go to hell. Not my wife, not my brother, but it's me. That's right. But me, he takes all the blame, justifies God, and justifies everybody else, my friend. Here Adam faced two facts. Let's get them. He did not know himself, and he did not know the Lord. Now, he was, he was something, wasn't he? Blind as a bat, we used to say. Blind as a dog in a meat house. Oh, therefore, instead of taking the blame upon himself, he threw it upon God. He didn't, he didn't necessarily throw it upon his wife. He threw it upon God. And that's all a sinner can do or will do. Two facts that every sinner is ignorant of, regardless of whether he's in the pulpit, the pure, or the world, whether he sits in the theological chair, the president's chair, or whether he's a drunkard on the street. Every sinner outside of Christ is ignorant of himself and is ignorant of the Lord. Man is an awful con- is in an awful condition. He has lost all. Here was Adam. His position was terrible. At once, at once there, his dominion, his de- he had lost all of his dominion. He lost his dignity. He had lost his happiness. He had lost his innocence, his purity, his peace. And the worst thing of all was that he stood there accusing God of being to blame. There he stood, a lost, ruined, guilty, hell-deserving sinner, and yet justifying himself and accusing God. And that's the reason, sinner, you're not saved today because you stand there accusing God of your condition and the Lord God of heaven is not to blame for your condition. You might well wake up and smell the roses, my friend. Wake up and smell the coffee. God is not to blame. Your family is not to blame. Your mowing power is not to blame for your condition, young person. No, we have folks now, young people, who are asserting their authority, leaving home uh, in rebellion, going away, tearing up everything that's ever been made for them, had had a good home and a good mother and a good father, and going out, and because of rebellion in their heart, and in, 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 in all cases, will blame the Lord. I tell you, folks, I see the world, what kind of condition it's in just a little bit. And I, I have folks ask me, is there any hope, Pastor? No, there's no hope except in Christ. And the old trailblazer knows he's a feeble effort. My effort is mighty feeble here in bringing out the gospel. I feel so insufficient, and yet I can bring you God's word that Christ died for sinners. Christ died for sinners, my friend. Are you a sinner? Well, no, don't call me a sinner. Well, you'll never get saved, my friend. You think, I had someone ask me, Pastor, do you believe in deathbed repentance? 
And I said, yes, sir, I sure do. But are you depending on that, my friend? You may never get on the bed, uh, deathbed. You may be going down the highway and someone cross that little yellow line in the middle and you'll wake up in hell. Did you ever think about that? You depending on deathbed repentance? You may be uh, standing on the corner somewhere and a stray bullet puncture your heart and you go out into eternity or you may be on an airplane it comes down with 300 people on it my friend is that what you banking on deathbed repentance oh my friend please please let the old trailblazer plead with your heart turn to the lord now you don't have you don't have that have you ever seen a, a car explode with people in it on fire and they all burn up i have the old trailblazer have i've stood by and hear, heard people screaming Get me out of these flames. Get me out of these flames in a car that's burning up or a house that's burning up. Oh, but my friend, you say, well, you're trying to scare me. I wish I could. I wish I could scare you into turning to the Lord. But my friend, you're living in the day of the living. The Lord has has kept you to this very hour by grace and by mercy. And he doesn't owe you one thing. The Lord doesn't owe you anything. You're not a, a privileged character. You're just a sinner. And the Lord has touched your heart and dealing with you and letting you hear the truth here on the old trailblazer broadcast. And I beg you, I implore you to turn to the Lord. You say, how can I do that? Get quiet. Ask the Lord, Lord, show me my heart. Show me Christ. Show me my heart and then show me Christ. Only two things you need to know, and that is that you're a sinner. And Christ died for sinners, but you won't come. No, you won't. The old trailblazer has to get off the air now. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. But help me with the broadcast if you can. You know I've been asking you to do that for a month or so. And uh, if you can, if you can't, I understand it. And if you can't, at least you can pray for me. Would you do that? Goodbye and God bless you. Yeah.